Today on Hold the Middle, Stephen and I are going to watch Vengeance, a Love Story, which may or may not be Cage's first romantic comedy in quite some time. We're two busy dads who don't have time to watch the whole movie. So we watch just the beginning and end of a movie, then try our best to fill in the gap. I'm Dan. I'm Steven. And this is Hold the Middle. Uh, sure. I just realized I still have Willy's Wonderland at the top of my notes. Oh, great. I took some shitty notes this week. I'd rather go over Willy's Wonderland again. Did you um, did you watch the middle or did you like read a recap about it? I did. Of Willy's Wonderland? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I didn't watch it. I, I read up. On what happened. Okay. I, I didn't read a recap, but I found out after we recorded the episode that my 14-year-old son has seen Willy's Wonderland. Oh, really? I had no idea. And how did you feel about that? Um, well, it's fine. He's 14. Okay. And it didn't seem like there was going to be anything too, you know, hard R-rated in the movie. Yeah. It was more silly than anything. Did you but, see how the animatronics became killers? Okay, well, this that? is this is what he told me, and you can tell me if this is this is what you read. Okay, and remember, this is coming from a fourteen-year-old. Right. The way he explained it to me, he said that there were like bad people working at Willy's Wonderland, like serial killers. That's right. And they were about to get arrested. And somehow before they got busted, they, their spirits entered the animatronics. I, so the only thing I'm not sure of is if they were working at Willie's Wonderland or not, they were there for some reason. And because they were about to get caught and arrested, they did some sort of satanic ritual to, to become, to, to possess the animatronics. And then after that, they went on a killing spree around town and Tex, Jed, and the lady sheriff made a deal with them that they would keep bringing them sacrifices, out-of-towners, drifters, whatever, if they would stop killing people in town. He did say that. He said Jed and Tex had a deal with the animatronics. And the cop. She was in on it too. Okay, he didn't mention her. At and first were- he said like, the the serial killers got into the animatronics and i was like oh so that was humans in there because it didn't seem like it he was like no 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 no. like their spirits got in there somehow that's right yeah that's what i read and there were a lot more killings in the middle of the movie Um, well okay yeah and the i did find out that i was right about the girl at the end being the little girl from the opening scene. Oh, and I didn't know that. And I, yeah. I didn't read that in the Wikipedia page. And at, at some point in the movie, her, I guess she escapes. Remember she was handcuffed. Yeah. Her and her friends show up at Willie's Wonderland to come to go burn it down. Yes. And um, they realize that Nicholas Cage is inside. Yeah. So I guess they all go inside to help him or to try yeah. and get, get, get him out of there or something. She's the only one that makes it out alive. Spoiler alert. I do still want to go back and watch the whole movie, though. Yeah, I mean, it's the entire movie was rated by everybody but us as decent. Oh, and he mentioned um, there's a dance sequence with Nicolas Cage. Oh, I didn't know that. 
he he uh, plays pinball and has like a whole dance sequence in the movie. Wow. I definitely need to see that now. Yeah. I definitely want to check that, at least that scene out. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear about a vengeance, a love story? We Should we discuss it? Sure. <laughs> Only because I have to, because it's, okay. <laughs> it's our podcast. Yeah. Why don't we get to that? Tell me, tell me about uh, what you know about vengeance, love story from the beginning. Well, let's be clear. It's vengeance colon a love story. Right. All right. We should probably, when, whenever we say the title, make sure you put that colon in there. Okay. I can do that. Um, came out in 2017. We watched two movies from that year, Arsenal and the Humanity Bureau. The other ones I hadn't, well, I have heard of mom and dad and actually I think that got pretty good reviews. Hmm. Have you heard of that one? Uh, maybe in passing. Was it on That's, our list? I don't know. No, it wasn't. But the mom and dad was um, Nicholas Cage and Selma Blair. Oh, I have I've seen something about. Yeah, that. they play parents who. Um, I think the movie's about something happens, and all of a sudden, parents start murdering their children. Naturally. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then inconceivable and dark. I Two movies I've never heard, heard of. No. What about the uh, the director? I don't have much him? on him. Johnny Martin? Yeah. I saw that he directed a movie called Hangman with Al Pacino because when I was looking at his bio, I recognized Al Pacino on like the poster, I guess. On one of the, yeah. But uh, I didn't recognize anything that he directed. Let's save Johnny Martin for the end because I have another thing that he produced a long time ago and I wanted to talk about it. Okay. Very, very, very briefly, but we can, we can save it till the end. Uh, this is a Patriot Pictures movie and we, we have seen another Patriot Pictures movie, at least one, and the opening card had these really loud cannons. That wasn't in this one. It was more like a uh, drum and bugle choir or something. Uh, like you'd see in a Revolutionary War front line. But I don't know if this card is before or after the one we saw the other day. How do you remember? How do you remember that? I remember it because I talked about it. I specifically made mention of how loud the cannons were. It was overwhelming. What was Patriot Pictures? Was it part, was it from uh, Grand Isle? I don't know. I think it was running with the devil. No, oh, it could have been. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but there is a there is a connection between this and Running with the Devil. I don't know if you picked up on it. Um, no, well, they were both produced by Saturn Films, right? Well, yeah, but that's all of Cage's. Yeah. Many no, movies. I didn't. I didn't. This was also produced by FilmRise. FilmRise is an app, not unlike Tubi. It's got free movies on it. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Free movies no, and TV shows. I, I've heard of it. And, and I, I wonder I wonder if this is available on Film Rise. I didn't check. Like, I, I guess, if, yeah. Is it a free app? It is a free app. Yeah, yeah it's like one of those ad-supported yeah. apps. Yeah, very similar to Pluto or you know Tubi or whatever. You can just go on and watch movies for free with limited interruptions. And they have lots of old stuff. And I wonder if we wouldn't have had to have watched this on Peacock. It might've been available on FilmRise, but I haven't checked yet. That's a good point. 
I, I did see that Film Rise has over 40,000 movies and TV shows. Wow. That's a lot. It is. Not, none good. No, that's not true. I'm kidding. That that's not true. They do. I remember. I've seen things on Film Rise. It's it's one of the things we have on our uh, Roku. Um, okay. So anyway, we open with a. Well, the opening credits are like a police chase montage. No, um, no acting going on. Just, just a bunch of police chases, clippings from newspapers, uh, clips from. TV news about, you know, I, th- I think that it, it had that uh, from, from like, you know, violent crimes, things like that, all in the Niagara Falls area. Uh, yeah, it's like two minutes of credits, too. Yeah. That's something I've noticed with a lot of the movies that we've watched is they start off with opening credits. Yeah. And I, I find that a little weird because if you go to the theater today and see like a blockbuster, most movies today, don't they just get right into the movie? Yes, because so many uh, big budget movies or you know well produced movies, they're in the edit room trying to cut for time because movies have have blown up in their durations to two and a half, three hours, and the directors and editors are in there trying to get rid of stuff. In the case of these low budget movies, they're trying to make their movies longer to get to around 90 minutes. So they're adding credits at the beginning just yes. to pad out the runtime. I think so, yes. Yeah, because you don't see that a lot in new newer movies Yeah, having credits at the beginning. I originally, as soon as the credits started, I thought this was a made-for-TV movie. The font on the credits is terrible. It just looks like something that's like a Lifetime movie. We've seen it before in other Nicolas Cage movies the and the music with it. It just, you're right. It seems like a Lifetime movie or like a, a procedural drama on CBS or something. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't, I feel like somebody could spice these up a bit and make them just look a little bit more professional. I could do it with my cheap editing software at home. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, some of the themes, recurring themes, um, is that this is a dangerous city, Niagara Falls. There's a lot of murders. There's a lot of rapes. Meth is a problem. I had no idea. I don't know if this is true or not. I was going to ask you if that's true. I've been in Niagara Falls twice. I don't remember there being a uh, high crime area, but I only went to Niagara Falls. I didn't hang around the city. So I really don't know. Um, the credits also showed us that this is based on a novel. Yes. By Joyce Carol Oates, who I've heard of. I've heard of her. Um, but I pulled up her Wikipedia page to see whatever, what other books she's written and not a single book that she's written resonated with me. Yeah. Same here. She, I mean, she's, she's a globally known American writer who's written so many novels and plays and poems. She's won national book awards, but the only one that I've heard of only because this was a movie, um, she wrote Blonde, which was a movie last year. And it was nominated for a lot of Razzies. <laughs> That's true. It was. I think it was the most nominated uh, yeah. movie for Razzies. That's a feather in your cap. Uh, so the connection to Running with the Devil was Valerie McCaffrey, who I believe did casting on Running with the Devil. I recognize that name as soon as you said it. Yep. Uh, but I'm, I, I think it was. And so that's why I think that Patriot Pictures may have also produced Running with the Devil because there's a connection there of 
talent. That makes sense. How did um, she do with the casting on this one? I mean, the only I only noted two people that I'd seen before. And and we never even saw one of them. Nicholas the Cage and, and Don, Don Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. I hey, I got a game for you. Okay. Since we just mentioned Don Johnson. Okay. Do you know how on uh on IMDB uh they'll put like the the actors top four movies or TV shows first? Yeah. Okay. Do you think we can name Don Johnson's top four? I bet we can get at least three. Okay. I I know we can do two. <laughs> I would struggle with the third and the fourth. Do you have do you already know them or are we gonna look no, them up? No, I don't. I have I okay. I have not looked it up. Um we can definitely get two. And now I'm blanking on the other one. Um so it's gotta be three. Miami Vice yep. and Nash Bridges, right? Okay, so Nash Bridges was the one I wasn't hundred percent I, I was thinking Walker, Texas Ranger, and I was like, No, that's not right. What is okay. It? The other one I would say is Watchmen. He was on the HBO Watchmen series, and that's relevant. And it was a big hit for them. And it's recent. It's recent. I think that'll be in the Okay, in the I can four. give you Watchmen. Um, I doubt Vengeance loves Vengeance colon a love no, story. No, no way. Vengeance a love story is in his top four. Uh, was he in any of Tarantino's movies? I'm probably mixing him up with Kurt Russell. Yeah, he wasn't. I don't think he was in Hateful Eight. I don't know. I think he was in, um, and you probably haven't seen it, but he was in a movie called Bone Tomahawk. That doesn't sound like something's going to be in your top four. It's fairly recent. It was a good movie, but you're right. That's not going to be in his top four. That's tough. Don't think I can name anything else. All right. So we're going Miami Vice, Nash Bridges, and uh, what was the one you said? I already forgot it. Watchmen. Watchmen. Okay. All right. Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, cool. While you do it. Oh boy, we got one. No, all right, had to be Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay, uh, sure. In in pop culture, Miami Vice is bigger than Nash Bridges, but I wouldn't be surprised if Nash Bridges had more episodes than Miami Vice. Miami Vice ran for six or seven years. It says it has 111 episodes. Miami Vice. Yeah. Well, at 24 episodes a year, that's only like five seasons. Although I don't know if the first season was a full season or not. All right. The other three. Oh, he was in a Tarantino movie. Django Unchained. Oh. I don't rem- remember him in that. He played Big Daddy. I've seen it. I don't remember that either. Okay. Uh, this one was from three years ago. and We should have gotten this. He was in Knives Out. Oh, man. I've only seen that once. And then A Boy and His Dog. From never. 1975. Oh my goodness! I've, I've never, never heard saw of that. that. Oh boy, this dog. All right. Well, we got one out of four. That's pretty sad. That's this is a good game though. This is something we would have played at the place we used to work at together. Yes, if we had thought of totally. it. Totally. Uh, that would have taken up about six hours of each day. <laughs> it probably would have. <laughs> There's a game that I, I think I started at work after you left. Uh, called the Google game uh-huh. where we think of, um, oh man, we think of a word or maybe someone's name to, to Google and try and guess what the first thing that's going to pop up. Yeah. That's a good game. That sounds entertaining. All right. The, the other thing I noticed about the cast and I, I don't know this guy. I just love his name. 
Michael Papa John. <laughs> That's such a great name. Yeah. Born to be an actor or a famous person. <laughs> Do you remember the name of um, the kid in Vegas Vacation, his fake name? Oh, uh, uh, Pop, Pop, Papa Giorgio. Nick Papa Giorgio. Nick Papa Giorgio. <laughs> Mr. Papa that was, Giorgio. Uh, <laughs> that was Ethan Embry. It was, yeah. Ethan Love that Embry. guy. Yeah. All right, let's get, let's let's keep going. All right, uh, so we got the credits. Yeah, based on oh the name of the book that is based on was Rape: A Love Story. Right. So that tells you a little bit about what's going to happen in this movie. There's probably going to be a rape. That's what I was thinking too. You think Cage will be the one that gets raped? <laughs> no, definitely not. Usually not a guy. He may have in Willy's Wonderland, but not this movie. <laughs> oh, that's worth checking out the middle of the movie. <laughs> Uh, all right. So that's the Niagara Falls PD, not as well known as NYPD. It's the NFPD and he's got it on his hat. Uh, he's a cop. He's, he's taking target practice. This is how the movie opens. He's nailing everything. He's reloading. I wrote down, he's a dead eye, ain't he? Yeah. I love how he, I love how it shows him reloading too. Yeah. Like very uh, quickly. And he gets everything. And then, um, <laughs> I suppose that we should assume they're going to be dealing with something more serious than barrels over the falls. Although they do mention someone's going over the falls in a barrel. (laughs) They do. I must have missed that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And now, you know, after the target practice, which is only like five seconds, 10 seconds, Cage and his partner are on some sort of a stakeout in their car. Yeah. I think that's Michael Papa John. He looks like he looks like a Papa John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's um funny enough, he's married to uh Donna Pizza Hut. <laughs> Sorry. His his partner, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. His partner is upset that his wife's sister, so his sister-in-law, is coming, and her husband is a quote unquote big shot plumber. <laughs> I, I laughed at that too. I think that's the first time those words have ever been used together. Apologies if you're a plumber, but big shot plumber to me sounds like a Kevin James movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could have went with so many other jobs like big shot stockbroker, big shot lawyer. Yeah. Big shot actor. Yes. Because spoiler alert, that guy's not going to be in the rest of the movie. So I don't think we're ever going to meet the big shot plumber. So yes, you're right. It could have been anything. Yeah, very they bizarre. Chose, they chose Big Shot Plumber. And I want to mention he's so he's rambling on and on to Nicolas Cage about his sister, or no, his wife's sister coming for Christmas and like showing off her jewelry bought by her Big Shot Plumber husband. And then he shows Cage a ring that he bought his wife. Um and the only reason I mentioned this is because I'm going to come back to the timeline of this movie in a few minutes. Okay. Uh, so Cage is just kind of sitting there listening. It, Cage actually reminds me of his Willy's Wonderland character already because he's I, not talking. There was a moment where I thought, are we ever going to get to hear his voice again? I, he does not like to talk in some of these movies. No, maybe that's part of the deal. I'll come in. I'll do all the action you need. Keep my lines to a minimum. Right. He gets paid per line. Yeah. Um, so a lot happens here. The guy they're staking out comes out of his house and they go, they move, they 
try to ram their car into his, but they just miss. And then he backs up and hits their car. And Cage is like standing. He had gotten out and he's standing behind the uh, left rear quarter panel when the guy hits their car and he goes flying. But apparently no damage is done because he gets right up. But I mean, he went flying so far. Yeah. And Michael Papa John, he was still in the car, I think, right? And did he get tossed out of it? Uh, I don't think so. Or he either jumped out of it or something? I think he gets out and he comes around because the other, now the van, after hitting their car, just inexplicably runs into another car on the street and has a big, has a big smash up. Then the, the back wheels of the van fly off the ground. That's yes. how hard it rammed into that car. <laughs> so they, they're they sort of surrounding, Not I wouldn't say surrounding, they are both waiting for the guy to get out of the car, but they're kind of on the same side of the car, on the driver's side, waiting for him to get there. Nick Cage walks up and sees that the guy's gone. There's only one other place he could have gone because the, the other door of the van is on the other side of the car. You've seen a van before. It's got, this is an old school van. It's not like a minivan. Mm-hmm. So it's got the two front doors and on the passenger side of the car, it's got the big sliding door. But they're both on the driver's side of the car and he's not there. So he comes out of the other car. You don't see it. He just shoots Cage's partner. Right after Right after Cage asks Papa John, uh, he asks him if he's okay. And Papa John says, I'm good. As soon as he says, I'm good, he gets shot. Yeah. And then the guy kind of wheels around to shoot Cage, but Cage takes a knee and the guy misses his shot and Cage gets him. I'm, I'm assuming he killed him. He, Cage gets, shots in, gets shot in the arm. Does he? I didn't yeah, see Yeah, because in the next scene, he's talking about how he's recovering. Uh, gotcha. Okay. All right. right. But so Cage goes over to his partner and... I thought he was going to live, but he, he doesn't. This he doesn't. whole this whole thing is a disaster, <laughs> right? Like it's just chaotic. It's really, you, really bad police work. Oh, I thought you were talking about the choreography of the scene. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that too. But just from from the perspective of the police, the, this is this is a total disaster. It seemed like they could have surrounded both sides of the car. They had two cops. They both went to the same side. They were asking for trouble here. Uh, I love when um, Cage goes over to his partner, you know, after he's been shot and he's like holding his head and he's saying, fight it, fight it. Look at me, fight it. And then then Michael Papa John says, I got to go. I got to. And then he dies. Yeah. There's, there was no attempt by Cage to like, save his partner he's just holding his head uh, other than just saying fight it fight it yeah fight it from what, what i've seen not, in not movies, a lot of emotion not no, a lot of emotion no from what i've seen in movies like when somebody gets shot don't you put like as much pressure on the wound as possible hmm. yeah, or you can like take off your belt and like tie your belt around like a, it to like a know, tourniquet? stop the blood loss yeah he uh, didn't case didn't do anything there was no time there was no time he must have known that there was just it was it would be a pointless effort if you tried to save him. The guy was slightly annoying. Maybe Cage was okay with just letting him go. 
He's never going to be able to give that ring to his wife. No, but he did pick it up off the ground and put it back in his pocket so that it'd be with him. Who picked it, it, it up? Fall. Cage picked it up. Cage it was, picked it up. Yeah, when the guy was laying on the ground, it was there on the ground next to him. And Cage picked it up and put it back inside his jacket pocket. Oh, back into his partner's pocket. In his partner's pocket, yes. Oh. Cage so, should have picked it up and given it to his wife. <laughs> Not Cage's wife, the guy's wife. Well, I mean, I'm sure she'll find it. Yeah, maybe. That's the end of that scene. And the next scene, I'm unclear on when this next scene is taking place. If it's weeks later or just a day later. That's what I'm unclear on. Because they were just talking about Christmas, right? Michael Papa John's uh, wife's sister is coming over for Christmas. And he's complaining about it. If that was supposed to be Christmas... It didn't look like Christmas to me. It was not, I mean, Niagara Falls at Christmas time is probably going to have some snow on the ground. They weren't dressed in winter coats either. That looked like summertime. Well, but here's the other could have been thing. Christmas. Here's what makes it confusing is I'm jumping ahead here, but when Kate is talking to that girl at the bar, or I should say she's talking to him because he's just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. Um, they mention a big case that he, that he um, had where he caught a serial killer and he said that was back in April. And she says, yeah, a month ago. But then they're at a 4th of July party. Right. So I think the time frame here is like in the spring and then we jump ahead to 4th of July. So I don't know why this guy's talking about Christmas so early in the year. Maybe he didn't say Christmas. I'm not sure. He definitely said Christmas. Then they're all over the place. And I'm not sure. So so now the next scene is in a bar and he's having drinks with a colleague. In in a moment or two, they're gonna show and reference a newspaper article that is up on the wall in the bar that shows that Cage is a well-known police officer, detective in town. He caught a serial killer. He's a like, local hero. He's a local hero. Although, what a depressing thing to put up on the wall of a bar where people go to have a good time and not think about real life most of the time. To put up in there that a local cop was a hero for catching a serial killer. You're right. That's kind of like... a dumb thing to put up on the wall of your bar. It'd be like going to a bar in D.C. and the bar has newspaper clippings of like the D.C. sniper all over the place. That would be odd. It would. Yeah, that would be odd. Interesting well, choice. We find out that Cage has been, I guess, like suspended for 30 days. He didn't say suspended. He said like modified duty or something. Probably because um, his partner died and psychologically, they don't want to put him right back out there. Right. And um, his colleagues suggest retiring. And Cage just talks about how his arm is healing and and he'll be ready to get back into action soon. Yeah. So a familiar looking girl to me, familiar looking actress, I should say, walks in and she goes to the jukebox. I looked up later. I don't know why she was familiar looking because I couldn't find anything that she'd been in that I'd seen. Her name familiar to me. Her character's name is Tina McGuire. She walks in. She looks to me like she's drunk already. 
She's dancing like she's drunk. She goes over to the jukebox. She picks some music and her friend comes over and basically says, I got to go. They were supposed to hang out, but she's got to leave. Something's going on. So now she's there. Stag. And how about the bartender? Like immediately gives the lowdown on the girl to, <laughs> to Nicholas Cage. I know. He's like, uh, husband got laid off from Goodyear. Boom. Cancer. No insurance. Six-year-old girl. Just gives the woman's whole bio to Nicolas Cage. Right. Nice bartender. <laughs> he must know Cage because he's got a photo and a newspaper clipping up over his bar. Mm-hmm. So he must understand Cage's story and maybe he's trying to set him up. Yeah. We can tell that Cage is a little, I guess, smitten with this girl because he keeps looking at her. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's nice looking. Yeah, I she's that. nice looking and probably, I don't know, 20 years younger. Yeah, for sure. She comes over to talk to Cage and boy, does she talk. She's a real chatty Cathy. She won't shut up. <laughs> she, she tells <laughs> what he was thinking too. Anything that the bartender didn't tell him about her, she fills in the gaps because she tells her whole life story, it seems like. She's um, just rambling and rambling. And just, again, he doesn't say a word. Yeah. He's, this is this is the backstory for the janitor, I think. This movie came out before Willy's Wonderland, right? I think <laughs> we can expect that whoever he was in uh, before Willy's Wonderland, this is him. He gets fired from NFPD and becomes a drifter. Yeah. Sounds logical. Yeah. Uh, so she's upset. She's alone at the bar. She knows who he is. She mentions the newspaper clippings or they, she refers to them or something. Um, and she's going to buy him a drink. Yeah. She likes his crooked smile. Yeah. Uh, Cage doesn't do a lot of talking, but he does let her know that he's a widower. So now they both know each of their significant others has died. Why is she into him? Because do you think it's because he's like a local celebrity? I'm gonna mention in my predictions why I think. Okay, because he's have not one theory. He's not doing anything to attract her. He's not talking. He's he's an older man, but she does say um, when she leaves him her number, she does say he's a good listener. Yeah, because he doesn't say anything. Right. But we can't tell that he's listening. He's just not talking. She knows who he is, though. So, I mean, if if you went into a bar and you were single and Scarlett Johansson was sitting at the bar all alone, maybe you'd go up. Right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you're comparing so if everybody in there. Comparing Scarlett Johansson to John Dromore, a cop from <laughs> Niagara Falls. Is that his name? I, didn't yeah. even, I never even got it. <laughs> you get what I mean. Uh, she gives him a quick kiss on the cheek. So they're number, both, they're both widowers. They're both widowers. Right. Okay. Yeah. So she gives him a quick kiss on the cheek and she's gone and she gave him a napkin with her number on it. I suppose it had her number. He looked at it so long. I thought for sure they were going to show the napkin uh, with the number and there'd be like a little heart over her name or something. I, I was expecting him to, because <laughs> he was looking at it so long, I was expecting him to memorize the number and then like eat the napkin. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great uh the next scene our last scene is when uh we're in a fourth of july party now in someone's backyard looks like a good time 
looks like that mom, that that woman, that character is dancing and flirting with some guy who is not Nick Cage. Am I correct there? It is the same lady, right? It's the same lady. And I because I watched it twice, I picked up on the second time that it's her boyfriend's house. Now, she, so she's got a boyfriend. She's now. got a boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, because right. the kids that are sitting on the roof, they, they were talking about it, about her okay. new boyfriend. All right. Well, her daughter, yeah, her daughter, I guess, and her friends are sitting on the roof watching the fireworks. One of the boys, they're probably 15 or 16, it looks like. One of the boys offers the two girls that are up there some beer. And that's where I stopped watching. That's where I stopped. Yeah. yeah it was 10 minutes. Exactly. Somebody uh, handed the daughter like a can, like a can of shaving cream or something. Did you notice that? I didn't, didn't see that. It looked like a can of shaving cream. And did, did, she did said, she, thanks. Does she need to shave? I don't know what it was. Was it silly string or something? It could have been silly string. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I also noticed uh, the song that was playing kind of sounded like Vance Joy. Really? Yeah, I doubt that it was in a you know in a low budget movie, but it really sounded like Vance Joy. Oh, I'll go check. You could probably I, I like Vance Joy, and I really enjoy his music. But you could probably get someone to make a song that sounds like Vance Joy right. for a movie on the cheap. I mean, it's just play play a little uh, mandolin. Is that is that what he plays? Um, it's sometimes. Usually, it's just an acoustic guitar. Is it all right? Yeah. Anyway, or so ukulele. predictions. Do I don't have, have much. I mean, right. I've only got a little. Okay, I know that there's a rape. Well, I don't know right. that, but I'm assuming there's a rape, and I think it's going to be Tina, the blonde. Okay, gets raped, and. Uh, <laughs> that's about all that's I got. I've got, I mean, I've got a totally different theory. Someone's going to take vengeance. Like I, Nick Cage is going to help her get vengeance. Okay. I'm going a totally different direction here. The title suggests that perhaps whatever serial killer Cage caught was not working alone. And maybe there's some unfinished business because we're talking about vengeance here. Could he have been the the serial killer been having an affair with this woman when she was married? And could it be that one of their victims was her husband? And now she's going to seduce Nick Cage to get revenge, ultimately setting him up somehow and he'll have to prove his innocence. You always come up with such a more complex plot than the movie actually has. Oh, I don't think so. I think what I come up with is always really cliche. It's probably <laughs> something I've seen somewhere else. Uh, okay. Are you saying that the rape has already happened? I do. The book was called Rape, A Love Story. This is called Vengeance, A Love Story. I don't know if there's necessarily a rape in this. It, it probably, there probably is. Although she's got a daughter. It could be the daughter that gets raped. It's not Yeah, by the new her. boyfriend. Oh, that, that, that sounds good to me. This that could be something. That could be it. Yeah. I, I like your I like your I mean, I don't I wouldn't watch your idea in a movie, but I think your idea makes sense. Hmm. Who is Don Johnson gonna play? He, he probably he's probably I don't know. Maybe I he's like in the Kelsey Grammer role where he's only gonna be in a couple scenes probably. Do you think he works in the police office? Do you think I think he could like be the like the chief? lieutenant? He could be the 
police chief of NAP, yeah. NFPD. Or he could be, I don't know, if there if there's a courtroom scene, like if a rape does happen and there's a courtroom scene or something, he could be the like the judge yeah. or a lawyer or something. The only other thing I have, and this has nothing to do with predictions. Do you have any other predictions? No, no, well, not really. I wanted to bring it back to Johnny Martin. In 2004, he produced a movie called Joe Killionaire, which was capitalizing on the Fox reality dating show, Joe <laughs> Millionaire. Uh, and I was, uh, I was a little disappointed that this was the only dating show spoof horror movie that I'd ever heard of. And I came up with some other ones that I thought would have been good movies. Oh, that's good. I got The Slashler. <laughs> For um, The Bachelor. Yep. Bound Date. Bound date. Instead of blind oh, date. Oh, blind date. Okay. Who wants to bury a millionaire? <laughs> That's a good one. And exterminate, which really might have been better as, as a dating slash uh, pest control movie. <laughs> That's all I have. Uh, is that based on a limit date? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll bet not many people even know, even remember that show. What? Well, I mean, maybe. It was maybe. on like... 20 years ago. It was on 20 years ago. I really think a great Pluto TV channel would be just old dating shows. Cause I would watch that like love connection and limitate and studs. Uh, studs. I was gonna just about to say studs. That was great. Uh, <laughs> I would love to watch those things. And they've got old, they've got like buzzer, which doesn't have any old dating shows, but it's kind of like video uh, game shows from the sixties and seventies. I would definitely watch love connection. You know, that's a good idea. You should suggest that to like uh, Roku or um, Pluto I or something. I already have. <laughs> have you? I said Love Connection would be a great channel all by itself. And I sent them that message on Twitter. <laughs> and they wrote, <laughs> and they did write back with like within the first day. And they're like, we'll definitely pass this along. Thank you. Uh, um, but I mean, how, you can't just say make it and have it happen. Um, but I think a whole channel is there. These, I, this is all think, content that's just sitting there. Nobody's using it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any place you could, you could watch Eliminate. I've, you, you can find some on YouTube and you can find some old love connections on YouTube. And I'm such a nerd. I will put during the middle of the day, I usually put stuff on TV in the background, stuff that I don't have to pay close attention to. And I got watching, I got to watching a old episode of love connection. And sometimes I'll look up to see, did these people make it? Because of all the love connections you can see on their Wikipedia page, there was like, I don't know, like 2,000 episodes. There was only like 50 marriages or something. And That's one day on, on YouTube, I watched one and I looked them up and they're still together. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, That's and uh, the daughter, their daughter had posted their episode on YouTube. And in the comments, there was stuff from like... uh just like within the past few months of how they just celebrated their 30th wedding anniversary. And the guy, the husband was responding to people in the comments that said, Hey, congratulations. I just thought that was really cool. Like they got married, they had kids they are still together. It was, it was really neat. Yeah. It, it's always nice to see people from like the bachelor still be married too. Yeah. Yeah. I think the season one, isn't the season one bachelor still married? Not season one. I don't know that any of the bachelors or maybe I'm thinking of the oh, Bachelorette. No, no. Bachelorette, Trista. Trista, there, that's what I'm thinking still, of. She, she, I think, was on season one or two of The Bachelor and then got The Bachelorette. And then there are there are some people. I don't watch Bachelor anymore. 
but one of the guys uh, from like the early 2010s, they they got married and I think they're still together and they have kids. Yeah, I think I follow. I think I follow that guy, Sean. Sean Lowe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they 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 had a successful relationship. I don't know if there's any more though. I can't remember. No, I've only seen a couple seasons. Yeah, they did bring back Blind Date um, within the last five years. Blind Date is one that I never liked. I don't know why. I, I always thought it was, it was funny. The pop up bubbles made me laugh. This is the thing I didn't like. I liked the shows that took it seriously and not the ones that made fun of the people. And so I never liked that. Oh, I always thought it was funny. Yeah. All right. Anything else for this week? No, I think that's a wrap. All right. So well, this is it, right? This is movie number 10. This is movie 10. Yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to do part B or part two. And then after that, we'll have our big season finale. Big season finale. We've been working so hard on this. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will see you next time. Thanks, Stephen. All right. See you. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends and find us on Instagram at Hold the Middle. 